just a little uh, backstory. Um, uh, I had attended Olivet right out of high school for about 18 months. Uh, and honestly, I, I wasn't ready uh, at all to be a, a college student, just to be perfectly honest. Uh, and um, it was Dr. Floyd Pounds, who in 1979, Dr. Scott, uh, who uh, said, I need, I need a, a pastor uh, in Lomax, Illinois. Uh, and so he asked if Roxana and I would go over there. Uh, and the truth is, you know, you, you get, you're supposed to get smarter as you get older. So I, I didn't have smarts enough to know then that the DS was going to close that church if I didn't take it. Uh, that was exactly his plan. It had a foot and a half in the grave. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, we were there for three years, and our uh, average attendance at the close of three years uh, grew to like 72 people in a town of uh, 550 people. Uh, but I was in that home study course for ministers, and I was just beating my head against the wall, just beating my head against the wall. And I was playing golf one day with a pastor from about uh, 10 or 12 miles away, and he had been just graduated from NBC. And he said, you know, you need to, uh, have you ever thought about going to the Bible college? You could finish up. I mean, just go and finish up. <clears throat> And so that's how in 1982, Roxana and I and our two young sons, uh, little boys, uh, uh, ended up in uh, Colorado Springs at Nazarene Bible College, 1982. Uh, when I look back over these years of ministry, I've made some pretty dumb choices, honestly. And I, I've made some pretty good decisions. Uh, but the best decision that I made for my ministry uh, was moving to Colorado Springs and finishing up at the Bible College. Uh, that, that influence and that impact uh, of NBC has had a lasting effect on my life and on my ministry. So I'm I'm a I'm a Bible College fan. I, I love Nazarene Bible College. I love all of you. Uh, I pray for you every day. I believe in what you're doing and I believe that God is helping us. But as I was thinking about and praying about uh what I would share with you today and uh Dr. Sherwood is so kind in his words, but I, I'm sure that I know that you have had smarter, you've had smarter people bring the devotional. You just have. Uh, so Nobody smart enough. Uh, I don't think we've had anybody else smart enough to marry an Illinois farmer's daughter. I mean, that's, well, about, that's smart. All right. And, and you're right about that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and you, you've heard the phrase, you can take, the the girl out of the country but you can't take the country out of the girl oh, yeah. uh and and that is roxana she would just as soon uh walk around the church barefooted than uh uh have shoes on and uh 
um, that kind of thing. So yeah, she she's a she's a tough one, uh, and loves the Lord. Uh, Amen. But this is this is what I I want to share with you this morning. I I uh, as as I served as district superintendent, and and now I'm also back to the dual role serving as pastor here at Fremont uh, Church. Uh, I'm just I'm just crying out for a breakthrough uh, in our churches. Uh, we we ne really need. Uh, a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit uh, in our hearts and in our lives. And that and that's how the church experiences breakthrough. Uh, and, and there's a passage uh, of scripture that I just uh, really love that I want to share with you this morning and and pull some things uh, out of it. Um. It's Second Peter chapter one, and and I'm going to read verses three through nine, uh, and and this is what it says: His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises so that through them we may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Isn't that great? That we can participate in the divine nature in the here and now, in today, right? Um, verse 5, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith, goodness, to goodness, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, these qualities, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Uh, there, there is one of those seven qualities that I, that I want to pull out this morning and, and talk about. Um, I, that, that passage, uh, that verse verse eight really jumps out of uh, on the page to me uh, when Peter says, "If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ." Uh, so I, I want to pull that word knowledge out just for a moment. Uh, as as we talk about this idea of breakthrough, uh, and and it's about in my mind today, it's about breaking through to effectiveness and productivity, right? I I heard someone say um, uh, a while ago, a long time ago, and I I don't remember who it was or 
or maybe it was something that I read somewhere, but, but it said that deep down inside every one of us as the desire to make our lives count for something. Uh, and I, I believe that that's true for everyone on the screen this morning. Uh, I, I believe that it should be uh, the way that we live as, as Christians, that we be productive and effective in our knowledge of the Lord Jesus. And deep down inside, every one of us is this desire to make our lives count for something. I mean, I don't, I don't want to come to the end uh, and discover that I've been ineffective and unproductive, right? I, I want to have uh, spent my life just loving on people and making a difference in their lives um, because none of us want to be ineffective and unproductive. I don't know, I don't know that we do, um, but I would think that we don't. Um, How how do we flesh this lot out in in our in our day to day living? How how do we put these principles and these precepts uh, into practice in our in our day to day life so that we can be effective and productive? Um, I I don't I don't think that um, I need to ask this group uh, if you believe the Bible. I mean, you work at a Bible college, right? We're followers of Jesus. We're Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, evangelical people. Amen? Yeah, I, be I believe the Word. Uh, so I, I don't have to ask you if you believe the Bible. Uh, but I believe that if we apply the truths of, of first, uh, or 2 Peter 1, 3 through 9, to our lives that we will be effective and productive Christians. Uh, and and that's, that's what God wants for us. But, but here's my thought after, after years of pastoring and uh, uh, years of being a district superintendent, uh, years of knowing people, that the bottom line is that if we would apply what we already know about the Bible to our lives, if we would apply what we already know about God to our lives, uh, we will be effective and productive. We just need to apply what we already know. That, that's, been, that's my challenge to people in my church and, and on my district. We just need to apply the knowledge of the Word of God that we already know to our lives uh, to become productive and effective. Uh, uh, chapter 1 and 3, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. His divine power has given us that. And, and that, that comes from the Bible that we believe to be the word of God. I mean, Article Four of the of of the, the the Church of Nazarene, the Holy Scriptures. We believe in the plenary inspiration of the Holy Scriptures. 
inerrantly revealing the word of God concerning us uh, in all things necessary to our salvation. Uh, the word of God is telling us that if we add these seven qualities to our faith in increasing measure, it will keep us from being ineffective and unproductive in our knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The word, applying it to our hearts. Hebrews 4 and 12, for the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing of, of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The, this book is alive. It's active. The Holy Spirit still speaks to us through it. And we, we learn something new every day if we're in the Word, right? And if our knowledge is increasing in the, in the, in the Word of God, we're learning things every day. Uh, and truth is, we're responsible for what we know, right? We are. We're responsible for what we know. That's why I don't want to know how to run the copy machine in the church office. I, I don't, because, you know, as soon as I learn how to run the copy machine in the church office, everybody's going to be coming to me saying, Pastor, would you help me with the copy machine? And I'll have to help them. It's not that I'm not a helper kind of personality guy, but uh, I just want to help people make their copies. So if I know how to make their copies, then I have to help them make their copies. But if I don't know, I can say, I don't know how to run the copy machine. You'll have to talk to Roxana about that. She knows that inside and out. But we're responsible for what, for what we know. And the truth is that a lot of Christians that I know and you know, uh, know more about the Bible than they're currently applying to their lives right now. We know, right? I mean, I remember back in the day when I was in a, in, in a Bible college class with Dr. T. Crichton Mitchell. And uh, I, I noticed that during the devotional uh, that uh, Dr. Mitchell was looking around the room. Uh, and and uh, I, I noticed that there was kind of a disturbed look on his face. Uh, and and he got up and said something like this, and I'm not going to try the brogue thing, all right? Uh, he said, uh, is this not a Bible college? You are in a Bible college. Um, how many of you brought your Bibles to this preaching class today? And boy, was I so glad that I brought my Bible that day because he asked us to raise them up. And there were like three or four uh, in the room who had their Bibles with them and the others didn't. And he kind of scolded us. He said, we need, to, we need to be about the Bible. This is a Bible college, bring your Bibles to preaching class. <laughs> okay, makes sense, right? 
And as I um, as I move through as I move through this thought and kind of uh, bring a, bring some of these thoughts to the end, uh, when when Peter said we are to add to goodness, which is uh, also virtue or moral excellence, we're to add to that knowledge. To me, it kind of refers of a uh, practical, put it into action kind. Of, of common sense. It's knowledge that gets into our hearts and sends us out to achieve great things for God. But I, I think I think the bottom line has has everything to do with obedience to God's word. Uh, I believe that you are where you are and I am where I am. And most Christians are where they are because they're being obedient to the word of God for their lives and to the will of God for their lives. But I believe that the difference between Christians who are productive and effective and those who are not is obedience to the word of God. Because there, there's, no, there's no spiritual growth beyond the point of disobedience if I'm walking in dis in disobedience to God's word, or the Holy Spirit has put, put pointed something out in my life that needs to change, and I don't change it, then according to what I read in the Bible, I'm walking in disobedience. I'm not walking in the light, so I've got to get my obedience up to date, right? And and that that's why it's important for us to be. Uh, be in the Word of God because that's how God teaches us and speaks to us. Second um, John and verse six: This is love that we walk in obedience to His commands, <clears throat> as you have heard from the beginning. His command is that you walk in love. First Peter one thirteen and fourteen. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Be self controlled. Set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. And verse 15, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. We have to walk in obedience to that and to the principles and the precepts uh, of God's word. So his divine power has given us, you and me, everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Praise the Lord. Praise God. His divine power has given us everything we need. We just need to apply it, his knowledge of him, to our hearts and lives, our day-to-day -day living. Let me say a prayer. 
Father, I thank you that you have allowed us this time together this morning, that you speak into our hearts and your word when we read it comes alive. Uh, and, and our Lord and Savior told his disciples that the Holy Spirit would reveal to us the truth about God. And your spirit reveals to us your truth as we're reading the word and we're gaining knowledge and we're applying it to our lives. We're, and we're, we're receiving these seven qualities and characteristics to add to our faith in an ever-increasing measure. So you continue to speak to us and we continue to hear, but help us not just to hear, help us to obey what you have to say to us. I thank you for this great group of people. I thank you for their commitment to train pastors in the knowledge of the word of God. I thank you for the evangelistic fervor I, I thank you for the commitment to the doctrines of the church and to the, the just seeking after God in all of his fullness uh, so that we can be the kind of people that you want us to be and need us to be. So bless Dr. Shorewood and his cabinet and the staff and bless these professors and Lord, I just pray that you would speak into their lives. You, you know every one of us. You, you know what we carried into the office with us today or what, what we're dealing with today personally and professionally. And uh, Lord, there, there may be some on, on screen this morning with heavy hearts and... Um, I just pray that as only you can, you would speak into all of our hearts and remind us that you are always with us. You never leave us. We're never out of your care. Nothing that comes into our life catches you off guard or by surprise. You know. So whatever it is today, as servants of yours, we give to you what we brought into the room with us today. And we trust you for your help in the strong name of Jesus, I pray, amen.